Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. My name is Maureen Y. Smith, and Conquering the Seeds of Destruction has been airing now for eight days. So if you have been listening since the beginning of last week, You are aware that the number eight means new beginnings in biblical terms. As I shared previously, I am hoping and praying that you will start a new beginning in your life with God and that his voice will guide you to live in the life of abundance that he has for you. Now, if you have missed any of the programs, please click on the podcast titled Conquering the Seeds of Destruction so that you can review what I have already discussed. So today I will be discussing the new seed that God plants into you to uproot the seeds I discussed in chapter one, which are the seeds of miscommunication and misinterpretation. These seeds, as well as the roots of doubt, confusion, and separation were formed as a result of listening to other voices other than God's voice. Now, God's seed of survival, which is the seed of truth, is very important for us to embrace. The word truth means the real state of things. It means facts. It means actuality. The scripture that deals with truth that I reference comes from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6, which says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. I'm going to say that one again. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, or sin is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Now, the greatest assurance that all of us have on this earth is that God has a solution to conquer every seed that the enemy tries to plant in us. Nothing that the adversary does and nothing that he says can overpower what God is doing in our lives. We have to believe that God is more powerful than the enemy, regardless of how our current situation may look present day. God knows all, God sees all, and God is all. Even within his names, he demonstrates what he can do and accomplish in our lives. For instance, and I know some of you have probably even heard the names of God, but when you think of Jehovah Jireh, it's the Lord God is our provider. In Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God is our peace. In Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God is our healer. And the list can go on and on and on. And that's just so exciting to know that we know who to go to whenever we are faced with obstacles or challenges in our life. God's word, the Bible, is the absolute truth. He says it, it exists, and it happens. Now, as we learned on day three of the uh, biblical approach section last week, we saw all the different verses where when God said something, it came into existence. So God speaks with authority and he has a plan and a purpose to accomplish everything he seeks out to do. 
God actually confirms this when you look at the scripture Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 that says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Think about that. His word does not return back void and it's going to accomplish everything that he pleases for it to do. We have to believe that his word and his voice is the truth. Now, people have a tendency to look at the Bible as some type of just religious book that they pick up when they've kind of run out of options or maybe when they don't know what else to do when something bad or traumatic happens to them. Now, granted, I'm definitely not saying that you shouldn't turn to the Bible because you should definitely go there for all the answers that you need. The thing that you must understand is that God doesn't just want you to just go to him when things are going in a destructive state in your life or when bad things happen. He wants you to still seek him, to still seek his word, to build that relationship with him and to really enjoy spending time with him. Now, as you get to know him and his character, you will start to see that God left two things to fight the enemy's attacks against us. The two things that he left are the Holy Spirit and God's word. So let's go ahead and dig deeper with each one of those. So let's go ahead and just start with the Holy Spirit. God's truth first rests in the Holy Spirit and that he provided a comforter to help us connect with him so that we are not alone because he abides with us forever. He resides in us. As I mentioned on day one with John 14 verses 16 through 18. Now because we are sinners and in need of a savior, God loved us so much that he provided a savior through the shedding of Jesus's blood by Jesus dying and resurrecting and Jesus claiming victory over death, sin and the enemy. We have to repent of our sins and acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and accept him as our Lord and savior. It was Jesus that paved the way for us to return back to God. John 14, 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus explains this with just such clarity. So let's kind of break this down a little bit more. He shows us that he is the way by being the one that paid the price to redeem us from sin's stain and become the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. Imagine that he was the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. He also was the example on how we are to live. He explains also that he is the truth and it is only his voice that we should hold on to. And he also lastly states that he is the life, which we already established that he came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. As we know, it is said in John 10, 10, even while we are here on the earth and even before we die, he wants us to have eternal life also. Now, Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. There is a penalty to sin, which is death. 
But when we have a sincere and heartfelt repentance and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are able to have this wonderful and precious gift from God. We are able to have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And as we strive to develop a relationship with him, it is his presence in our life through the Holy Spirit living and working inside of us as we are challenged to transform our current way of thinking, acting, and living. So now let's go ahead and go to the Bible. Now, you start to conquer more of the enemy's tricks by studying God's word within the Bible. Some people may even ask, you know, why is it important to study God's word? What is it? Now, I actually heard my cousin kind of give an acronym or actually kind of just spell out what each letter of the Bible kind of stands for. And some of you may have even heard this same thing that I'm about to share as well. Basically, the letters of the word Bible spells out basic instructions before leaving earth. I actually thought it was just so profound when I had heard it uh, years ago, because I do believe that it is just that. It is basic instructions that we should live by and follow before we take our last breath on this earth. The Bible is a guide and it is a blueprint that helps you to develop your relationship with God, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, which we call the Trinity. Now, if you are following along in the book, I share with you on pages 42 through 43, a list of ways that God shares in the Bible and how to survive on this earth. Now, to mention a few, God teaches us lessons through other people's lives, and he also helps you to learn the life of Jesus and what he did on this earth. And another major key point is that you recognize the fact that God loves you unconditionally and nothing or no one can ever separate you from God's love. Nothing or no one can separate you from God's love. And you have to believe that. You also have the insurance in knowing that God's word never changes and that his word that worked years ago will still work today. Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus came to show us a way back to God and that it will work if we trust in Jesus. He has been our example to follow and he did not give into any temptations or trickery that the enemy was suggesting. What you have to remember is that both things are needed. Can you have the word of God in you and not have the Holy Spirit moving and operating in you? Can you have the Holy Spirit working inside of you without having the word of God in you? You need both working in you to survive on this earth, to counteract the tricks of the enemy, but more importantly, to connect with God. John 4, 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the best way to combat and destroy the seeds of miscommunication and misinterpretation are through the speech that you have with God, yourself and others. Accepting, believing, and trusting the fact that God's word is the absolute truth begins the foundational process of communication. God's word stands on its own and should not be argued over to prove one's point. 
God is a loving God that seeks peace. Proverbs 34, 14 says, turn away from evil and do good. Work hard at living in peace with others. God also wants you to seek wisdom and understanding when you engage with others. Proverbs 4 and 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Seeking his guidance helps you to deal with situations peacefully because the more you study and meditate on his word, the more knowledge and wisdom you gain. As you memorize scripture, you will see that you can replace the negative seed that the enemy tries to place in your mind with the positive seed that God places in you. If you keep your focus on developing a personal and close relationship with God, you will see that pleasing God becomes more important than pleasing yourself. Romans 8, 5, 6 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Will you choose to seek the things that are of the spirit as you move forward? Or will you choose to seek the things of the flesh? You have to decide. Now, as I come to a close of today's program, I want you to start thinking about your life and ask yourself, are there any areas that may be out of alignment in your conversations with God or with others? If there are, how can you start a new beginning in doing something different to please God? What steps can you begin to make? Today, we dealt with part one of the seed of truth. Tomorrow, we will discuss part two in the final section of God's seed of survival, the seed of truth. So please continue to join me this week as we continue to see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we conquer the seeds of destruction. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.